Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast. Today is May 6th. We're finishing 2 Kings, reading chapters 24 and 25. Let's jump right in. Chapter 24. During the reign of Jehoiakim, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded the country and Jehoiakim submitted to him. But after three years, Jehoiakim rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar. Then the Lord sent bands of raiders against Judah to destroy them. They came from Babylonia, Aram, Moab, and Ammon, just as the Lord had said through his servants, the prophets. The Lord spoke against Judah to banish them from his presence because of all the sins that Manasseh had committed and the innocent people he had killed, filling Jerusalem with their blood. The Lord was not willing to forgive this. The rest of what happened in Jehoiakim's reign and all he did are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Judah. Jehoiakim died and his son Jehoiakim succeeded him as king. The king of Egypt didn't leave his country again for the king of Babylon had taken all the territory that used to belong to him from the wadi of Egypt all the way to the Euphrates. Jehoiakim was 18 when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem for three months. His mother was Nehushta, daughter of Elnathan. She came from Jerusalem. Jehoiakim did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father had done. At that time, the officers of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, attacked Jerusalem and besieged it. Then Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came himself while his officers were besieging the city. Jehoiakim, king of Israel, surrendered to the king of Babylon along with his mother, his officers, his commanders, and his officials. It was in the eighth year of his reign that Nebuchadnezzar captured Jehoiakim. Nebuchadnezzar took all the treasures from the Lord's temple and the royal palace, and he cut up all the gold items that Solomon, king of Israel, had made for the Lord's temple, as the Lord had said it would happen. He deported all of Jerusalem, all the commanders and experienced soldiers, all the craftsmen and metal workers, a total of 10,000 prisoners. Only the very poor people of the land were left. He took Jehoiakim away into exile to Babylon, as well as the king's mother and the king's wives and his officials and the leading men of the land. He deported them all from Jerusalem to Babylon. The king of Babylon also deported to Babylon all 7,000 fighting men and 1,000 craftsmen and metal workers who were all strong and ready for battle. The king of Babylon made Madaniah, Jehoiakim's uncle, king instead of him and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 11 years. His mother's name was Hamathal, daughter of Jeremiah. She came from Libna. He did evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. All this happened in Jerusalem and Judah because of the Lord's anger, until he eventually banished them from his presence. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Chapter 25 in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, attacked Jerusalem with his entire army. He set up camp around the city and built siege ramps against the walls. The city remained under siege until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city was so bad that the people had nothing left to eat. Then the city wall was broken through and all the soldiers escaped at night through the gate between the two walls by the king's garden, even though the Babylonians had surrounded the city. They ran away in the direction of the Arabah, but the Babylonian army chased after the king and caught up with him on the plains of Jericho. His whole army had scattered and left him. 
They captured the king and took him to the king of Babylon at Riblah, where he was sentenced. They slaughtered Zedekiah's sons while he watched and then gouged out his eyes, bound him in bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. On the seventh day of the fifth month, in the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard and officer of the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem. He burned down the Lord's temple, the royal palace, and all the large buildings of Jerusalem. The whole Babylonian army, under the commander of the guard, knocked down the walls around Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, deported those who were left in the city, even those who had gone over to the side of the king of Babylon, as well as the rest of the population. But the commander of the guard allowed the poor people who were left in the country to stay and take care of the vineyards and the fields. The Babylonians broke into pieces the bronze pillars, the movable carts, and the bronze sea that belonged to the Lord's temple, and they took all the bronze to Babylon. They also took all the pots, shovels, lamp snuffers, dishes, and all the other bronze items used in the temple service. The commander of the guard removed the censers and bowls, anything that was made of pure gold or silver. The amount of bronze that came from the two columns, the sea and the movable carts, which Solomon had made for the Lord's temple, all of this weighed more than could be measured. Each column was 18 cubits tall. The bronze capital on top of one column was three cubits high, with a network of bronze pomegranates around it. The second column was the same and also had a decorative network. The commander of the guard took his prisoners, Sariah, the chief priest, Zephaniah, the priest, second in rank, and the three temple doorkeepers. From those left in the city, he took the officer in charge of the soldiers and five of the king's advisors. He also took the secretary to the army commander who was in charge of calling up the people for military service and 60 other men who were present in the city. Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, took them and brought them before the king of Babylon at Riblah. The king of Babylon had them executed at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So the people of Judah had to leave their land. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, as governor over the people he had left in the land of Judah. When all the army officers of Judah and their men learned that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah as governor, they and their men met with Gedaliah at Mizpah. They included Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Johanan, son of Kariah, Sariah, son of Tanhumath, the Netophathite, Jazaniah, son of the Machathite. Gedaliah swore an oath to them and their men, telling them, Don't be afraid of the Babylonian officials. Stay here in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and you'll be just fine. But in the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama of royal blood, came with ten men. They attacked and killed Gedaliah, along with the men of Judea and Babylonians, who were with him at Mizpah. As a result, all the people from the least to the greatest, along with the army commanders, ran away to Egypt, terrified of what the Babylonians would do. In the year evil Merodach became king of Babylon, he released Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from prison. This happened on the 27th day of the 12th month of the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. The king of Babylon treated him well and gave him a position of honor, higher than the other kings there with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim was able to remove his prison clothes, 
and he ate frequently at the king's table for the rest of his life. The king provided Jehoiakim with a daily allowance for the rest of his years. Looking back in history, President Woodrow Wilson led the United States through World War I and gained lasting fame as a champion of world peace and democracy. He was one of the most remarkable men in American history. Before reaching the heights of popularity as a world statesman, he had achieved success in two other careers. As a scholar, teacher, and university president, he greatly influenced education. As a political leader, he brought reforms to state and national government. On this day in 1911, Wilson said, The man with power but without conscience could, with an eloquent tongue, if he cared for nothing but his own power, put the whole country into a flame. Wilson's wise words have been proven time and time again throughout history. The Bible reports that many of Judah's kings were responsible for setting their nation on fire. Jehoiakim is an example. This son of Josiah, by his blatant disregard for God's word, brought the wrath of Babylon down on the nation. Jehoiakim was a throne name given to him by Pharaoh Necho of Egypt, who deposed his brother Jehoahaz. His original name had been Eliakim. Jehoiakim reigned for 11 years. At first, Judah was subject to Egypt, and then when Babylon defeated Egypt, Jehoiakim transferred his allegiance to Babylon, but rebelled after three years. Looking deeper, we get into trouble when we lean on our own understanding rather than God's word. Jehoiakim had been told not to oppose Nebuchadnezzar. He didn't listen. When we disobey God, the hordes of hell come against us. God sent hostile forces against Jehoiakim because he had blatantly disobeyed his specific instructions. God's holiness will not tolerate sin. Judah fell because of the awful sins committed by the nation and its leaders. They had been warned to repent but continued to rebel. God's judgment is always right because he looks on the heart, not just outward acts. Though Jehoiakim reigned only three months, God saw that he was wicked. We lose it all when we continue to plunge headlong into our sinful ways. Judah lost the temple treasures they had long cherished because they repeatedly refused to repent. Let's pray. Help me, Lord, to turn from any rebellion so I may be forgiven and rest in joy with you. May I never lean on my own understanding, but always seek for your wisdom. So concludes the second book of Kings. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow as we begin the book of Chronicles. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In Jesus' name, amen.